This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Transgender Point of View is an Australian news and current affair panel talk show. Airing weekly and hosted by Joy 94.9. Transgender people come from every region around the world, racial and ethnic backgrounds and faith communities. Chances are that you've met a transgender person, even if you don't know it. But there are still many misconceptions about trans people. And as a transgender person, there are a lot of questions asked of us every day. What's this about using they as a pronoun? Isn't letting a trans person use my bathroom dangerous? Do I refer to you as he, she, it or they? So what's your real name? Are you a drag queen? What's the difference between sex and gender and why does it matter so much? Did you have the operation? What is stealth? How does someone know they are transgender? Really random questions. Are you sure you're not just super gay? You must be a transvestite. What bathroom do you use? Will I be able to have sex? What does cis mean? Hello, hello. Welcome to Transgender Awareness Week. Get Joy 94.9 with Transgender Point of View. <laughs> <laughs> I Did you just have to name? remember our show name? <laughs> <laughs> Anastasia and Rowan. Hey. So what was up with you this week? What did you do? Oh, well, I went to Texpo. If you followed, um, you know, Trans POV and Joy 94.9 on our Facebook page. Yes. So I went to Texpo had amazing time and had some downtime there myself but yeah it was great uh i have to tell i have to share with you guys later yeah we're gonna delve into that later it's amazing it's amazing and of course i've been busy sort of uh because i have a few speaking gigs lining up like lined up for next week for transgender awareness week and trans day of remembrance yeah they're two different things very different tones and did you know that the, the the reason why we had transgender day of remembrance was from because a black woman a trans black woman was murdered in 1998 and her name is Rita was Rita Hester mm, 21 years ago yeah 1998 was the year I was born oh wow <laughs> yeah wow maybe her soul is now back in your body <laughs> that is really <laughs> creepy <laughs> Um, we also have an interview with Rachel Masters and her work with mental health peer support services for trans women and just trans people in Adelaide coming up. Hey you, yeah you in the cafe. Did you know that a big portion of people who listen to Joy listen to Joy at work just like you? Right now times are very tough financially and without your support Joy may not be around to help you through your work day. So tell your next door neighbour your friends, and even your dad, to head over to joy.org.au and help us build Joy Nation by making a donation. Joy, your voice, your radio station. And on the line, I have Rachel Masters from Adelaide, an awesome trans woman doing really, really cool stuff. Peer support, I believe. How are you doing? Uh, very well, thank you, Rowan. So how did you like first get involved in like sort of a peer support structure of mental health help? I actually attended a meeting of um, other transgender girls one night and one of them was having a few uh, issues and I said, look, how about I somewhat talk to you and some people were kind of curious as to what my background was and they found that I'd done 
peer support with emergency services and have been doing it for over 20 years, they thought, well, hang on, if we can come to you and ask, can you help us out? And that's how I got involved. So it's, it's gone from there. Because, yeah, it has. Because what I found was there is no uh, peer support for the LGBT community as a whole after hours. And that's when most of them do require some form of you know peer support or just someone to talk to. Yeah. Someone to give them information. Because, unfortunately, people do work from, like, nine till five. That's fine when they're at work. It's after working on weekends. It's when most of them seem to, you know, lapse down and have these problems. Yeah. And they just don't know who to talk to. And, and that's how it's just escalated. And why is it important for, like, trans people to lead trans mental health services? Well, I don't think it's really... Uh, important as in that sense so any peer support person can actually help anybody within you know the transgender or other LGBT people the self because I am transgender that is where I seem to have found my best resources you know where I can do help them because I've been through that same situation Um, and having the experience that I do have of peer support and also grief loss trauma counselling um, I found that, you know, they're very, very acceptable to, A, talking with me, and B, actually telling me their life story or the problems they're actually having, and they're actually prepared to listen to any suggestions that I might have. The biggest problem with a lot of the people is they don't want to go to their doctor, uh, mainly because they don't know how their doctor's going to treat them as being a transgender or lesbian or gay or bi and for the transgender people I've I've found that from a few clients that uh, if they go to a hospital they're looked down upon they're not treated as the same as an ordinary person and that's exactly what everybody is everybody is a person they deserve the same health coverage as anybody else yeah definitely so you know, it was really annoying to come across this, but luckily for me, I do have plenty of contacts around the place that will help anybody that is asking for help. We know certain medical centres here in Adelaide especially where I can actually refer them to, where they can go. They can see psychologists and psychiatrists that we know are very LGBT friendly, but it's fine for South Australia, but what I've found now is I'm actually getting inquiries from Victoria, Queensland, as well as overseas. Yeah, what's the structure I'd, of your support? Is it just, you know, people helping people or is there a site or is it, you know, is it, is, is it just... No, you know, it's actually just by... Um, well, how it's happened to me is it's all come through Facebook because on there, on my Facebook page, I have a peer support consultant. That's what I do as a part-time. But... I think what's happened is because I've helped quite a few people around the place, word has travelled and it's done by word of mouth. And yeah. that's how it's got interstate. I know with Victoria, for instance, I think I have six clients now. I did have seven. But unfortunately, one of those um, quite recently committed suicide because they couldn't get the, the help that they needed over there and they didn't know who to turn to. And unfortunately for me, I don't have a lot of resources available to me 
in Victoria or other states of Australia. So the idea that I originally thought would be to, we should have a peer support network fully around Australia, every capital city, because it's needed. People that, you know, do require someone to actually talk to just to find out more information, they don't want to go to the normal resources that are available. And I found that with some of the um, people that are very, very anxious, um, they're suffering depression and even suicidal thoughts, they don't want to ring Beyond Blue or Crisis Lifeline because the person at the other side of that phone might not understand what's happening to us within the LGBT community. Yeah, and definitely so like having emergency rooms have that same problem. Exactly. Mm. You know, I know we all suffer depression, we all suffer anxiety, and that's all unfortunately part of what we have to put up with. A lot of us can't go to, you know, a doctor say, look, sorry, but I'm uh, transgender and I'm suffering depression, can you help me? And some doctors will actually say, no, sorry, I can't help you, you need to go see someone who works within that community. Yeah, you and then you look at the wait lists one. of our community exactly. services. Yeah, it's really stretched out beyond what anybody could, you know, hope for. Is there any kind of support that you would benefit and, like, the structure that you're trying to create, the sort of peer support structure of, like, people who just have the right contacts and the right phone numbers to call, is there anything that would help you expand or, like, formalise the services you're doing at the moment or is there anything you want, you know, to try and make it bigger or are you comfortable where you are? No, I'm actually okay here. It's just that I'd like to see it get bigger. I'd like to see one set up in Melbourne. I'd like to see one set up in country Victoria. Mm. And, you know, even into New South Wales. But we need people that are there that can actually offer the peer support and having the contacts. So, say, for instance, Bendigo, what doctors there are LGBT friendly? They understand what we require. Is there a peer support person within that area who can actually assist the person in what they're going through and just be able to listen to them? talk with them. I know with transgender people, when we first come out, it is very, very hard because you're scared. And to go out in public for the first time, for some, is very, very frightening. Mm. So if we could have somebody that's there to help them and take them out for their first time, which I do here in Adelaide, and I found the best thing for them to do the first time then, go see a movie. It just gets them out and it makes them feel a little bit more comfortable. And it's just gradually bringing the people out. We have meet-up groups here in Adelaide. Um, what, a couple of them, for instance, Kindred Spirits, which is uh, run by a couple of very nice girls, uh, Lisette and Gail, from the TWLPC. They really do uh, set up these meetings every fortnight on a Saturday where people can come and meet other people. Yeah. And we actually encourage them to come as you feel comfortable for the first time. You might turn up for the first three meetings and it's in an open public place. They might turn up as their other person, but eventually they will then come out of their shell and actually uh, come out as they truly should be. Well, I think Doesn't one of them really... It really, it, it really does help them. And it's, it's something that we could actually spread right around. 
I think when you're talking about mental health, community and like strong social bonds is the first thing that's really important to build. It is. And I oh, think definitely. a lot of us feel isolated and it can be like the the first step, you know, even before, you know, you have things like QLife or Lifeline, the best, the best foundation is just have friends who are like you and to have those numbers in your that, phone. Yeah, that's where we benefit. Um, I don't want to know how many phone numbers I've got on my phones. It's ridiculous. <laughs> but, you know, it, it's good because I've, I've got people um, like in the southeast, for instance, I've had one recently contact me. Is there anybody down here in the same situation? I said, yes, I will pass on the information to them and they can then contact you direct, which has been great. So they found somebody down there. And those two now, are, from what I've been told, are very good friends and they do get out and about now, which is great. Mm. It's just having that extra person there. And, you know, the remote areas are even worse. Um, I know I've got one client who... Uh, lives in the bush, you might as well say. But as they said, there's nobody around near them. They don't have the peer support. Yeah. They don't have anybody they can call upon. And I said, look, my phone's always open. Please give me a ring any time. And they have done that at 1 o'clock in the morning. I don't mind. It's what I'm there for. I'm there to listen to see what they want and hopefully help them out. Well, that sounds really, and really... It's by the really good <laughs> yeah, you've, you've got to just even getting them in to see a counsellor who understands people within the LGBT society you know the, the, our community within the LGBT is strong but we also need the outside of that community area of other resources that are available to us mm. i.e. mental health uh, psych, for psych and so forth but even doctors um I know we had one girl the other night say that um, she went to a doctor and openly said that look, I'm bi, and the doctor just literally freaked out and said, sorry, but I can't treat you. Can you go see another doctor, please? I think we've all had because that happen not to trained. us one time or another. Yeah, it's hard to definitely. escape it, yeah. Yeah. Well, I know that we do have um, some training in progress at the moment here in Adelaide. We do have a sexual physician who's actually teaching at university level and is actually teaching uh, doctors or new medical students and nurses, you know, about the LGBT community and how they can actually help us. So it is slowly getting out there, but... For now, honestly, we have to rely on each other, <laughs> which is a do. good thing. We have to rely on each other totally. Well, thank you so much for talking to us. Um, That's no problem. Would you want to just list, you, you mentioned some groups, uh, some Facebook groups. Yes. What were their names? Just so our listeners okay, can we find them if they okay, need them. We, we have, here in Adelaide, we have a thing called Meetup and we use Kindred Spirits 1 and 2, um, which we hold meetings every second Saturday in two different places in the afternoon. We have a Carousel Club, which holds its meetings once a month on Friday nights in the city. And then you've got uh, Gendasa, which also is another one that holds their meetings around. We have the, um, I think it's the queer group. They hold a meeting as well. And I think there's a new one starting up on Intersex, where they will soon be holding little meetings because there's not many people that really identified themselves as intersex at the moment. But uh, I know they are going to start up a small group shortly. Here in Adelaide, and I just want to—I know there's plenty of other groups 
in like Victoria that do hold meetings as well, and I think you'll find most of those are on through the Meetup app, app on the phone anyhow. Yeah, and I just want to highlight Q Life on one eight hundred one eight four five two seven because that is a queer specific number that can be called. That is correct. Yes. Yeah, as well as just because you know it's still good to list these numbers. Lifeline is thirteen eleven fourteen. Yes. And Beyond Blue is one three hundred two two four six three six. Thank you so That's much, correct. Rachel, for coming um, and no, talking to us. Thank you. I hope thank people benefit from me. these groups. This Joycast is a free service brought to you by Joy 94.9. Support Joy 94.9 by becoming a member at joy.org.au. Welcome back to the... I was. I have almost said the gender agenda. Transphobia. <laughs> We're forgetting our show name tonight on Joy ninety four point nine. Yeah, and then, you know it's. Uh, we are in the middle of Trans Awareness Week. Oh yeah, uh, that's exciting. For anyone who doesn't know what that is, if they haven't, they're just tuning in randomly on our, you know, radio. Uh, it's the week where trans people get to celebrate who we are and what we do. And Joy has been putting in like a lot of different stuff. Like there's a like, lot of different shows that are highlighting trans people in their sort of different areas that they focus on. Like, so don't get us wrong. Like we celebrate, you know, every day, all the time, really, yeah. as you should. But you know, at the same time, it's just like we are trying to highlight the main issues here. Mm, yeah, and. Uh, yeah, it's 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 crazy, you know. It's um, and it, apparently around the globe, people are having Trans Awareness Month. Yeah, I know America has a specific. They have all those specific awareness months. Yeah, because they. I always it gets to June or July, yeah. and it, in America, that's their like a like queer yeah, awareness month but month. i always think of pride month as january for us because we have midsummer <laughs> yeah. so it's always weird because it's the middle of winter and i'm like it's not the middle of summer <laughs> why do you think they need a month and we only have a week is it because like it takes them a lot longer to process things <laughs> maybe maybe let's not insult the americans oh, oh, not know, we, we, we just don't care enough pe- about people really <laughs> Well, sorry. Okay. <laughs> okay, let's well, get we, on to... At Joy, we do. Yeah. I'm talking about... These are our the personal opinions. The government. The government, okay. yeah. Yes. But, <laughs> Sexbo, you want to talk more about oh what goodness. you did this weekend? I'm excited. I, I'm th- well, it's, I had a down moment, but so many highlights in that particular event. So, I'm going to start with uh, the down first. Yeah. You know, so, we can Speaking end, of end Trans Awareness up. Week. Yep. So, I ran into uh, a trans sister... And she seemed lost. I actually caught um, her. So I was walking out to another event I was trying to promote, you know, with the history yeah. community. Yeah. And I walked past her and she's, she reeked of, you know, weed and, and alcohol. Mm. And she, she didn't look, like she didn't look, you know, in a clear state of mind. Yeah. And I, I just called out her name. I had to chase after her and I had to like sort of like snapped her out of it. And she started to have a breakdown. She said, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. And she went on and on. And, you know, it's just like that's another light that we lost, you know, within yeah. our community. Um, and <clears throat> But at, at the same time, like she said, like, oh, I've been following your journey and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, I really appreciate it. One day I hope to be, you know, to be able to bring that voice up because she came from a very religious, cultish family. They're, yeah. They are, you know... JW, uh, if you know what that means. I know what you mean. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't want you to say the name out. So Don't invoke yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> don't invoke the bad spirit. So, yeah, it, it's just uh, it's just another light that we lost, yeah. really. 
However, apparently it was her who performed an amateur striptease on stage and got a very well-received feedback from the public. That's really cool. See, it was I a competition. Have, I've never been to an event like Sexpo, so I don't know what happens there. So <laughs> going there almost every year. <laughs> <laughs> so what, you know, like how you said it changed, right? Yeah. Like it, what's different about it this year? So like, you know, years ago, um, every single year when I went, um, I didn't, like the, the more out I became and the more, you know, sort of embracing I became with my identity, the less secure I felt. Yeah. And at the same time, like, I could notice out, like, the way the wee men, like, the vibe in there is very, is very cis, straight, white men. Is it that sort of, like, <laughs> women vagina power kind of feminism? It's more like, no, it's like, back then, it was more like women uh, ob- uh, objects, you know, uh, mm. were heavily objectified through the performance, this is, through everything. And, you know, it was a very, it was a very strange environment, especially if you're a queer person or you're from the Rainbow families. I don't think you would feel safe back then. However, this year when I went there, it, it felt completely new. Like they have, I think they have changed of ownership of mm. the event. It got smaller, of course, because people learn things online these days. But at the same time, you know, it's just... All of the women walking around, and there's a true sense of celebration, celebrating women power. And there were like trans girls there, and there were like um, non-binary person there. And I got to try out this loop thing. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it, it's very exciting the fact that you can use it's like a dry, you know, um, lubrication sort of thing mm-hmm. with glitter in it. Be careful, we have the 8, eight o'clock <laughs> slot. <laughs> I know. I really don't know how. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's um, it's activated by both, you know, water or oil. And um, yeah, and it's like, it's like dry, like the dry form is like capsulated in these like magic beans looking sort of shape capsules. And it's just amazing. It's so smart. Like, yeah. Like you can just use water, like you 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 sprinkle a bit of that on, and it's biodegradable like glitter. So it's eco friendly. Eco friendly, (laughs) not plastic. So your bedroom, you know, time is eco friendly, and then if if you use water of any sources on it. It goes away. No, it becomes slippery. Oh, so it acts. Okay, cool. And I'm just trying to understand. As I tried out on my hands. Like, the more aggressive I got with my hands, like, rubbing it, the the sleepier, the more <laughs> slippery it gets. So, like, okay, this is fun. Um, and then, yeah, and then um, and then the kinky scientist, you know, the owner of the brand, um, she she asked me, are you into, like, wax play? I'm like, I'm into candles, yeah, but I'm not so sure about wax play. And anyway, so she poured some hot wax onto that like those dry glitter. And as I rubbed them, they became massage oil. Yeah. It's like alchemy. Like, exactly. <laughs> it's just like magic, really. Yeah. And then there was another store with a non-binary person, amazing track artist. And everything is, is also biodegradable. That's so, so cool. Yeah. And I met Buck Angel. That was the highlight yeah. of my sex buy. I actually interviewed... Uh, I, we had a brief chat, which was aired on TransPOV, uh, you know, page on Facebook mm. live. And you can always go back then, check it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's fucking. That's awesome. Yeah. So, what else have we got? 
Um, so just to go back to, you know, Visibility Week, if we want to, like, highlight some of well, the things going on. So apparently in New York, you know, apart from um, erected two statues of, you know, the OG, you know, of the Pride movement. Yeah, Stonewall. Uh, Masha P. Johnson and Sylvia Rivera mm-hmm. uh, last year during um, Pride Month. Now they actually have a sculpture... Um, sort of built by Brazilian artist Ruben Robier, you know, at Tribeca Park to honour the strength and bravery of the trans community. Yeah, it's a pair of wings that you can kind of stand between. So it's like these metal wings. Yeah. You and can stand between them and take a photo wings. and they're butterflies. It's really, really pretty if you like Google it. It's really amazing. I feel like by using the butterfly wings, it's just, it's it, 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 the butterflies really re- resemble... Uh, metamorphosis. Yeah. You know, it's amazing. Like the cocoon you know, and everything. You know, yeah, and I guess it, it's quite true because, you know, at some stage, you know, I guess uh, for me, I felt ugly before. Uh, not that I feel a lot prettier, you know, but still, you know, yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's named um, Dendara after mm-hmm. a, a trans woman who was murdered in 2017. Um, so, you know, it's a, it's a really nice sort of like sentiment yeah. and piece of art that's sort of going to become a part of New York, the place where, I guess, like, Western change began for the LGBT community, which was, like, led mostly and, and quite strongly by, like, trans individuals. Yeah. So, yeah. So, you know, New York got it right. Not America, just New York. <laughs> but, you know, it spread from there in the West in, like, you know. But, uh, all right. Speaking of community spirit and <laughs> building a community together... Joy Nation, you know, the nation with Joy Building Nation. Building Joy Nation. Building Joy Nation, yeah. So now we have collected just over $11,000. That's in awesome. Nation. You know, um, Joy 94.9 serves over 589,000 listeners every month in Melbourne. That's terrifying. Don't tell me that. <laughs> I have to keep talking. Over <laughs> half a million people and even more online across the world. So, you know, we often get messages you know, on our Facebook page from people from the US, Europe, who have found our show helpful and or inspiring. So, you know, please, you know, help us to continue another 26 years. Yes, we've been around for 26 years. By donating to our Build Joy Nation campaign on chuff.org slash project slash Build Joy Nation. One of the biggest issues um, facing the trans community is the lack of representation, the lack of visibility, the lack of access to healthcare, and the lack of awareness. One of the things the trans community wish the cisgender community to understand is that we chose happiness, we did not choose our gender, we struggle to play sports, <laughs> there's no advantage in playing sports, <laughs> we lose our muscles, and we are risking our lives Every day. Joy, your voice, your radio station. Who was that? That was me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I just got, yeah. Well, thank you, Jack, and thank you, the production team. Now, what else is happening? There's so many things happening. Well, I mean, uh, of course, we have Trans Day of Remembrance visual. Of course. In Melbourne. Uh, non Fitzroy Town Hall. At Fitzroy Town Hall in uh, Fitzroy. So, hosted by Teddy Darling, you know, one of mm-hmm. our. Most well-known, sort of one, of, yeah, one of our well-known sort of poets, and then you know, in if you're in Brisbane, 
Yeah, please go to the bridge. No. Yes, we yeah, are the Albert Reserve, yeah. you know. Because apparently Brisbane wants to outdo us on that. They are lighting up the bridge. Yeah. Transcolor. These are both on Wednesday. Uh, Wednesday. And, uh, yeah, so there's the Transgender Day of Remembrance Ceremony and Bridge Viewing. Um, from also, yeah. 7.45 to 8.30. Uh, Sandra Pankhurst, um, she's got an event on Saturday, November 23 yeah. at 6 p.m., um, which is, you know in collaboration with the Australian True Crime Podcast. Yeah. Um, and they're sort of about storytelling and that seems really, really interesting. And then, um, uh, and uh, then um, we also have Iridescence, so yeah. Queer People of Colour, you know, festival at Hairs and Hyenas. Um, the launch starts on the 19th of November. And how long is it 18th last? of November. And it goes until the 28th of November. But the gala is on the Thursday night. And you have all these sort of workshops, and yeah, it's just a great chance if you're a you know a rainbow person of many different cultural background, you can always you know, go there and check out and you know expand your network and meet people and you know yeah and have some hyenas. And um, if you have an event or music you want to recommend, or you're just sort of like interested in contributing something to the show, uh, you can email us at transpov at joy.org.au. Um, we love hearing about what people are telling us and what's happening in the community and we'll, you know, try and push events and things like that so we can, I don't know, foster community. That's what we talk, what we spoke to Rachel Masters about, like, like connecting with each other, like knowing the other people in real life, like off the internet and being able to like see other trans people, yeah. go to coffee, go to events. I, don't, I think it's very important in staying happy and healthy is socializing with other trans people. Because it's I guess that's the issue, hey. Like, you know, I still remember when I first sort of recognized my own identity, mm. I thought I was alone. Yeah, and I think we all <laughs> think that. And when I, I, I never would, like, I knew the word transgender, but I learned it a bit too late in my teen years to immediately be like, oh, that's me. But then when I actually met other trans people, that was the moment of like, oh, they're real and they're in real life and they do real things. Oh no, that's definitely me, isn't it? Oh yeah, it's definitely me. And it's like you, it takes to come out, but also to like keep it being out and keep existing in the world. Yeah. You know, it takes knowing other people are part of your community, and that's sort of what Trans Day of um, Remembrance is about. But it's what Visibility Week is about as well. Yeah. You know, we want to continue the legacy. You know, we're not a community that passes down their like. Uh, stories and things through genetics and through like blood family and so we have to know each other between generations and we have to know each other um by finding each other and by like seeking each other out on purpose yeah. to be able to like can you know keep conveying our history keep you know making lists of who the good doctors to visit are <laughs> and who the terrible people searching and who fishing should, on social media for, <laughs> uh, you know, trans people who are really creepy are and yeah. to like, you know, we got to know, we got to like keep the information alive so we can keep surviving out there and, See, and thriving. And that's why like, you know, I've been um, trying my best to be, to build a good relationship with this Hishra's community mm. in Melbourne. So Hishra's is the ancient term used by Hindi uh, population not just ancient, current as current well. Current as well, of course, yes. We, they, they are still... Ex they They're are still, still here. around. They are still here. <laughs> That's how you know them. Um, <laughs> of course, sorry. And, uh, you know, it's just because... The thing is, like, they call 
the guru like mother or grandmother and they they they, they shower each other with love they they pass on knowledge and they should provide shelter for mm. the, the younger one who comes in and younger in terms of like you know the, the whole process of self-recognition yeah and uh and the thing is like i've been there like, i've been in that household three times now and the warmth was just amazing and the f- it speaks through the food it speaks through the way the women runs everything because <laughs> mm. i really like my, the best highlight of that particular event recently i went there for was that um so apparently hindi men then they have no opposing um you know idea uh, with trans women yeah and uh as what men would do at party they would be ses- like setting up tables and all of that Mm. But then still, when they got to get got stuck at something, they would run into the wife asking for <laughs> opinion, and the wife was just like holding spatulas and like shouting out like orders. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, that's wonderful. <laughs> so, all right, see you guys later. Bye. Thanks for listening to a Joycast from Joy ninety four point Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.